got a chance to meet Don Peebles. That was an amazing experience, man. That was an amazing experience. Um, and what what I got from that that relationship is like touching a billionaire. It's that much closer. Getting the chance to take a picture. He was very like hospitable, very pleasant. Um, and then he posted on his Instagram. So I'm close, y'all. I'm close to the Billy. They said I was crazy when I, when I said my name was Ty Millie, and we walked into the Millie. So what's next? Whatever I name myself is next. And so the Billy is next. Now we can get into these tweets. Tweet talk episode 134. Are we on the air? What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Episode what? 134. Okay, I thought you said 194. Man, we came a long way from recording in the parking garage, man. Came a long way. And you know what's funny? When people are talking about the the Charles podcast is their favorite podcast, they're talking about Tweet Talk. So just so y'all know. <coughs> we got a good amount of people tapped in here live. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to your city. Shout out to your location. Let us know you're in the building. Michelle in the building. Facebook users in the yep. building. Yo, Man. what's going on? Big shout out to the mastermind. Big shout out to Michelle Welch. My Big favorite sis. And creators going to create. They got on here quick. We got nine people watching already. Cool. We know what I did is I sent out a um I sent out a tweet that I said, Hey, we're going live in 20 minutes. Hive mind in the building. Roy in the building, downtown Los Angeles, man. If y'all don't know Roy Red, I need to know Roy Red. One of the most dynamic young men in the space. If you're not fo- following Roy, you lost. And also big shout out to Hive Mind, man. Hive Mind official sponsor of the Tweet Talk Podcast and the and the Thai Capital Mastermind. They have a really cool event coming up at the end of um, August. So I just got back in town. My life is crazy. Raphael, I just got back. We're going to Vegas next week for my birthday. And then I'm going to F- Fort Lauderdale, Florida uh, for the hive mind thing. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Traveling is traveling ain't easy. You know, say pimping ain't easy. Traveling ain't easy. <laughs> man. Welcome to Tweet Talk, where we break down these financial tweets and talk about building black wealth. So, Charles, did you did you um did you golf yesterday? You did golf yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. Absolutely, I did golf and it was lit. We had a great time. Uh, I had a great time, and I met two other brothers on the course. One was a brother, and one was not a brother. And you know, the golf course is just a great place to meet people. Uh, one thing I did take from the dude that I ended up playing with is he was very intentional about networking. He was very intentional about getting the information of the people that he was playing golf with on purpose. And so the young man that we reached out to that we were playing with, he was like, Hey man, like what's your information? What's your phone number? I'm gonna hit you up. The same thing with me. He's like, what's your information? I'm gonna hit you up. He was giving me recommendations of places to go to um, next to the airport and uh, it's just a cool vibe in Atlanta, man. Cool vibe. Great looking course, Raphael. Amazing course. Georgia golf is different. Want to know why Georgia golf is different? It's because they get rain. When you get rain, you get green things. And green things and golf just go very well together. So it was a, it was fun. I had a good time. You got the green for the green. Man, 
So this is the first episode since Invest Fest. Wait, are you still in? You're still in Georgia? No, I'm obviously in California. Gotcha. Yeah, obviously. obviously. You can tell by the background. This is the California yeah, I background. Noticed. I should have put up my easels. I got them here. My my flyers. I'm officially closing the the Ontario office. And we're relocating the business to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm excited. Got to look for some commercial real estate space because I want a storefront. We made the business real, and now I'm addicted to realness. Mm. So we're going to be selling these shirts, making other shirts, but more importantly, going to be a resource for other people. The way that you grow is being a resource for other people. One thing that I take from Earn Your Leisure is Earn Your Leisure, they aren't necessarily the stars. They're the platform that the stars come on. Have you have you guys peeped that yet? They're the platform. We got Erica Williams in the building, Classy Climb. Yes, I'm opening a store. So when Erica wants to do her event or her meetup or her class in Atlanta, she's going to have a spot to do it because that's the whole concept. The concept is going to be part store, selling merch, selling books, selling other people's merch and books, but also an event space in a classroom and a meeting room. It's going to be a resource for the community. I'm excited. It's going to be great. We ain't playing just, around here. Just like that. We move into to Atlanta. I'm not moving. Why is, why is everybody think I got to move? Nah, we're not moving, but you, you talking about... Oh, that you're part. The, you're shutting down the California office. Oh, yeah. I'm moving the office. I'm not moving my family. Yeah. Okay. Why am I moving? I'm moving because, first off, it's very expensive in California. They keep raising my damn rent. Second off... I can get so much more value in Atlanta. I'm going to be able to continue to increase and grow the brand in Atlanta. Um, people respect what I do in Atlanta. In California, they don't really respect what I do. It sounds crazy, but they don't. In Atlanta, they know what I'm doing is is dope, and it's for the people, and I'm changing lives, man. So I'm, I'm going say, to Atlanta. Say uh, you're not a, what is it, profit? In your hometown, I forget what he said. Oh you yeah, your hometown. Something along those lines. Man, I forgot what he said. Earth is home when you got a bag, according to Roy Red. I love that one. Yeah, man. So Charles, you said you just talking about it, kind of. You said the Alpha Wolf still has a pack. That's an old tweet. Why are you bringing up old stuff, man? You know it's tough, man. Because you we got we got to recap the weekend before we get into the tweets, man. Break it down. We got to. It so, was it was amazing to see. It was inspiring to see a mall of black businesses. So a in mall case people, of black listeners businesses. don't know what we're talking about. Todd Capital had a booth at Invest Fest over the weekend. I had a booth. Yeah, so and we went did- to Invest Fest and we got a booth. Um, I got a booth instead of getting a VIP spot. Why did I get a booth instead of a VIP spot? Because I felt I would get a much larger ROI on that investment than if I went VIP. And I think I did. You want to know why? Because the first night they had a VIP event and it was mostly all the influencers. And then the next night we went to the club and everybody had sections and it was all the influencers. So I met all the people that I would have met if I would have went VIP. So that was dope. The second is I got four vendor passes. So four people could come into the conference as a vendor and I got three actual conference passes that means seven people could have come with me for free. I didn't know this until I got there. All I knew was I was getting three vendor passes, but then they sprung it on us that we had additional passes as well. So it was cool. I got my my cousin got a chance to experience it. And I'm really trying to like lean on him this concept of like entrepreneurship building for self. 
um, not being dependent upon somebody else to make a way for you, not being reliant on these jobs to treat you like they should treat you. And so I'm really just like pushing that on. I'm like, bro, build for self, do for self, start now, create something, put it out there, start now, don't wait. You have time on your side. And so getting the chance to put him in the room with a lot of really successful people that are no much older than him, a lot of times younger than him. He got a chance to meet CEO with Sean, who we interviewed on the Millionaire Podcast. That guy's like 20 trading options out here, creating courses, running up a bag. He got a chance to meet the Monopoly Bros. He got a chance to meet um, O'Neill Parker. He got a chance to meet Erica Williams. He got a chance to meet a lot of really cool people um, who are doing great things and look just like him. And they were able to kind of reshape his mind and his paradigm a little bit, in my opinion. So we're trying to get him him there sooner than I got there. He's 22. I'm like, bro, if we fast track it, you could be set at 25. I call it intergenerational nepotism. A lot of times nepotism is reaching back. We cr- we reaching across. And so all the connections, all the people that I know, he now has access to. He's now sitting at the table with those people and they're pouring into him getting him to that point. And I thought it was just dope. I created the term. I coined the term intergenerational nepotism. And who are we talking about? Oh, oh, my cousin, Brandon. Oh, cousin. Okay. Yeah. So my cousin was there and um, yeah, it was just, it was cool to let him, let him get into the building. Also got a chance to meet Rashad and, and people know me. The first and foremost, people know me. People walk up to me. I don't necessarily be walking up to them. So Wall Street Trapper came through. Aristotle came through, um, Rashad, Troy, they all came through. And it was just a really cool experience to know that people like of influence know who I am. So that was a cool thing. I'm not doing it for for them, but it's cool to know the people who are moving and shaking, you know, respect Ty Cap, respect Ty Cap, because we keep showing up and we keep creating this content at midnight, midnight love. Um, Got a chance to meet Don Peebles. That was an amazing experience, man. That was an amazing experience. Um, and what what I got from that that relationship is like touching a billionaire. It's that much closer. Getting the chance to take a picture. He was very like hospitable, very pleasant. Um, and then he posted on his Instagram. So I'm close, y'all. I'm close to the Billy. They said I was crazy when I, when I said my name was Ty Millie, and we walked into the Millie. So what's next? Whatever I name myself is next. And so the Billy is next. Now we can get into these tweets. I said, you know why I see these old tweets, man? That's your fault. Yeah, it's the hype fury running. So speak on it. The that. Alpha Wolf still has a pack. Um, I feel like we discussed that. I don't want to go into too much depth for that, but I just know that um one of the things that I took and one of the things that every speaker said, specifically both the billionaires were on stage, Tyler Perry and Don Peebles. They just said, all we need is ourself. And there was something that uh, Tyler Perry said, and I, I was trying to find the video, but he was talking about how he named all the studios. And the, inter- t- the interesting thing about this point is this wasn't the point that they were trying to lead him to. This is where he took, and they were talking about how at his studio, he has different, like, I don't know what they call those, like different warehouses, I'll just call it that are named after like notable black figures. And one of them is named after Spike Lee. And Spike Lee had a lot of criticism of Tyler Perry. He was hating on him. He was whatever. He was just saying all kind of crazy stuff about him. And Tyler Perry was like, I still got to show respect where respect is due. And there's a gem in there for a lot of people because when we were at dinner, we were having a conversation about Jay Morrison. And the conversation was about how a lot of this, if not all of it, would not be possible without Jay Morrison. So to exclude him from the conversation is a problem. It's a problem because 
We shouldn't treat our own how they treat us. They discard us when we make a mistake. They discard us when we when something happens. They discard us. They're looking for that. A lot of times they're looking for it to happen so they can discard you. And we shouldn't maneuver and work with our own in such capacity. And so going back to Spike Lee and Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry is like, this man has done so much for the culture. Like he said, there's a good chance that I couldn't do what I'm doing without him making the way. So regardless of what he has to say, regardless of whether he likes me or not, I still got to show love. He said, we got to do business from our head, not our heart. And a lot of times we do business with emotions. Folks get their feelings hurt and now they want to cut you down. Folks get their feelings hurt and now they want to end your whole career. Folks get their feelings hurt and now they talking about your wife. They talking about your kids. And we don't realize that we're Mm -hmm. doing their work for them. We're doing their work for them. That's why it's called a system. The system doesn't require the actual person who created it to participate in it. If you are a business owner, you create a system, you do it so you don't have to participate. You do it so that it runs without you. Business systems allow the business to bring in clients, service clients while you're on the beach. Systematic racism allows black folks to tear people down and destroy them without white folks having to do it. It allows them to have black folks call each other names, call each other B words, kill each other without them having to do it. Back in the day, they did it. Now they don't do it. The system does it. We do it for them. That's important because we have to be able to use our brain and not our emotions. There's a lot of folks out there who are ending somebody's life over some $200 sneakers. That's an emotional move. That's not an actual thought move. I'm taking a class right now and they call this, they they talk about there's three levels of the brain. There is your, the part of your brain that handles like your, your blinking, your breathing, your heartbeat. The things that like you don't have to think about, that's the level one of your brain. Level two of your brain is the brain that handles like fight or flight. That's like animalistic. Anybody can understand that. You don't have to think to do that. The third level of your brain is called the executive functioning piece. Your responsibility is to not to react, is to think. Somebody says something crazy about you, the easy thing to do is to react. The easy thing to do is to talk about their mama. The easy thing to do is to talk slick. The more difficult thing is to think about the struggle that he might be going through, to think about maybe he's hurt on the inside. Maybe he needs love and not a response. Maybe that's what people need. We're all going through it. It's not easy being here in America, trying to build a business, trying to make something for yourself. So why would you make it that much more difficult for the person who's going through the same thing as you? We have to choose the culture over our feelings, choose all of us over our ego. We don't do that enough. What we do is, we just be taking folks out, taking folks out, and it doesn't serve anybody. You end up ruining both lives. Now you have a situation where Jay's not in the same position, but also neither is a person who's tearing him down. He who should not be named. I'm gonna start calling him he who should not be named because he likes to do, he likes to do a search for his name and then start talking crazy. So we're gonna treat him like Voldemort because that's what he's doing. He just be seeking and destroying. The devil comes to devour and to seek and destroy. He has no intent to build. We. And this, this is why I'm on a crusade to make sure that I mend a lot of relationships that might not have ended well. I, I, anybody out there who thinks I don't like them, I don't not like you. I got love for you. I want you to win. I'm rooting for you to win. And if I can help you win, I'm going to help you win. Why? Because we're all in this thing together. And the fact that we're all in this together means that if you lose, I also lose. So why would I make you lose? Why would I, why would I hope that you lose if I'm going to lose too? I'm just saying. So... Essentially, what I'm saying is like we really got to start thinking and not reacting, start thinking and not just like moving out of spite or moving out of negativity. 
because nobody wins that way. Y'all both going to lose. As soon as you as soon as you start acting with malice, you lose. As soon That's as you t- go down that road, you lose. We've seen it too many times. I never That's seen I never that. seen hate and prosper. That's where that uh tweet came from. You said keep pushing, but also show love to the haters. Um, it's possible, but I would say so. I got love for the haters, man. I got love because I know that a lot of it comes from hurt. Hating comes from hurt, internal hurt that people aren't are afraid to display. People who wanted to work with you and didn't get the opportunity to work with you for whatever reason. People who admired you. That's why it's like you see folks who go from, like Jay-Z said, they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. I was at the um, I was at the conference. A dude walked up to me. He was like, man, I was in your group. I went up and started my own, but I want to circle back and I want to work with you. I was like, I know y'all do. I know y'all like me. I know you don't. I never done nothing for you to like me. There was finding reasons to not like me. I didn't actually go right. out there and I, I created this whole platform out of love. I was like, man, you guys need help with options. Let's put everybody together and have this conversation so we can all win. I think that's a very noble thing to do. And it was for cheap. It wasn't no six-figure, five-figure, sign-your-life-away stuff. It was 20 bucks. Lunch money. Just so happened it grew to scale. I'm sorry for scaling. (laughs) A lot of people don't like that, man. Made it affordable. People don't like that. They don't like that. You got a tweet, though. I want to attach it, but it's lit. You said leaders create other leaders. I'm really inspired by what I'm seeing in the mastermind right now. Um, just seeing people really take off, seeing Ricky take off with his business, seeing Black Business Click take off even further with their business. They're already doing really cool things, but um, seeing their subscription service go to generating $1,000 a month in a week, an additional $1,000 a month in a week. $1,000 extra a month is a big deal, y'all. Erica knows. If a lot of folks had an extra thousand, they'd have some breathing room. They'd finally be able to exhale a little bit. They wouldn't be that frustrated and that pressure. They'd be good. I know like when I was working, an extra thousand would have done numbers. I'd have been ecstatic. And so I'm seeing the people that come into the mastermind, not just being followers, but going out and building their own flock, going out, creating their own communities, going out, creating their own courses, going out, creating their own conferences, going out creating their own events. And it resonated with me because we always hear that that line that where they say that you can tell, like you said, like leaders create other leaders. And so I might have followers, but I've turned them into leaders. I'm pushing you to become a leader because I'm literally giving you the blueprint. All you got to do is walk into it and execute on it. That's all I want you to do. Execute on the blueprint that we laid out. I'm telling you exactly what was done. We post this many times. This, this is the kind of content that we post. These are the kind of pages that we work with. These are the kind of products that we create. Boom, 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 boom. And so see the people executed on is important. But when I, one thing I'll tell people is, and I was telling my mom this, I was like, it's frustrating when, when people come into the mastermind and they don't execute because it's like, if you're not going to execute, I'm kind of wasting my time. But also, why do you show up? You showed up because there's something that you don't know that you want to know. So when you do get that information, even if it doesn't necessarily resonate with you immediately, Still take action. One of the things I told Rick, I said, 95% is done. He didn't really, he kind of pushed back on that and he launched it and he started to see that I was right. So the thing is, you don't have to understand the full scope of what I'm telling you. Your responsibility mm-hmm. is to execute. Otherwise, why show up? Leaders create leaders. Yeah. Where did you learn that? You you say you learned that um, listening to Chris, right? Where, where, where did I learn what? That you don't necessarily have to understand or agree with everything somebody that's successful successful is telling you. I would say that would be the most relevant experience mm-hmm. where I just started like taking marching orders. And there's a lot of things that like 
for example, being affordable, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, man, I'm value, I'm this, I'm that. And then when I went affordable, things blew up. The reason why, the reason why the group scaled was because it was affordable. I like to make things a no-brainer. I don't want people to have to like think about whether they want to spend money with me. I want them to just be like, that makes too much sense. That's too much value for the price. Here's your money. And if you can do that transaction once, you can do that transaction 20,000 times. 20,000 times, you good for life. You can sell, isn't it crazy you can sell 20,000 products in a year, but you can't work 20,000 hours in a year? I think that's crazy. It still blows my mind. Make money selling products. But yeah, that's where I found it. I just heard Chris. Chris said, do this. In fact, Chris didn't even tell me to do a lot of the things that I did. If we keep it at 100, there's things that I learned from Chris's course that weren't actually what he was trying to teach me. What I learned, like the biggest gem that I took from Chris was finding out that I could package my knowledge up and put it on Gumroad. The biggest gem I got from Chris was Gumroad. Now, there were other gems, but he wasn't. it wasn't a course on Gumroad. It was a course on, honestly, it was a course on physical products. Literally, I took Chris's course on physical products and applied it to digital products. The same strategies. I just merged a bunch of things together. I saw he was using Gumroad for his physical products, and I saw the strategies he was, the strategies he was using for physical products, and I merged the two together. So sometimes it's not what they're actually telling you. You just got to watch what they're doing, and you got to really study everything that's going on. And there's a lot of folks that are giving you the game, but they're not necessarily like handing you the game. But the game is there. You just got to be there looking and watching, and you're going to see the game. That's a bar. They're giving you the game, then I'm handing you the game. Man, I'll be... Roger, so you said I should go take the folks at my old job a copy of my book since I'm out here. Say it again. You said I should go take the folks at my old job a copy of my book since I'm out here. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't have any copies of my book at the moment they just came in. They're at home. But I was like, that will be so fire. I want to go <laughs> take them a copy of my book. <clears throat> I drive past that place a lot because it's like on the way to the airport or on the way to the mall. And I was like, that would be so cool to just show up and be like, hey, man, I wrote this book. I've been able to do these things since I left here. I want you to have it. It's like a little humble flex. <clears throat> how did how did you humble feel when you, when you started to take take off? The courses were taking off and you were still there and you felt like they didn't recognize you for what you really were. It became very frustrating to go to work. Very frustrating. Um for a few reasons, um, the lack of like income mobility that was at the firm because I hadn't yet passed the bar, um, the restrictions that came with the job. One thing that I didn't like, I didn't like the fact that like the whole city had shut down due to COVID, but they still made us go into work. I didn't like that. And one of the reasons why I didn't like that is because I had a son and I was like, it's kind of irresponsible for me to have to come into the office and then go home to my newborn son. I didn't like that because I'm over here being exposed potentially to COVID and then I'm going home to somebody who has a weak immune system or no immune system at all. And the fact that nobody cared, it actually infuriated me because everything changed when I had a son. And so it became more about him and less about me. Another thing that infuriated me is what I was being paid was okay. But when I had a son, things changed. I needed to make more money. And so I, I mentioned, I was like, hey, I need, first off, I told him I needed to get better benefits benefits i need to get medical benefits and they didn't even budge and i brought it up and they're like oh we'll get back to you and i brought it up again they're like oh we'll get back to you mm. and that pissed me off because i was like i'm having a son i need to make sure i have all this stuff in line um and then also seeking extra compensation for me having a child i was like these things are changing so a lot of it really 
was my son and realizing that I don't think in a lot of instances that jobs specifically for black men are set up so that we can thrive. And another reason why I had this thought is I was in the airport yesterday and I can say this on tweet talk. (laughs) I was in the airport yesterday and I was looking fly. I wasn't trying to look fly, but I just be looking fly. (laughs) So I had on my nice shoes, on my suit, on my duffel bag and my backpack, my glasses on. And you know what I noticed, Raphael? I'm married. I got the wedding ring on and everything. But a lot of white women were checking me out. And I realized something. I realized that women don't care the race of the man. They care what he can do for them. And so white men are motivated to keep black men broke so that they aren't attractive to their women. I thought that was crazy because like they was really over there just like checking me out. I was like, this is kind of weird. Can you stop looking at me? Can you stop looking at my sign to see what my business is? But I realized like they don't care. Erica probably can attest to this. They do not care. And so you got it. I had to get out that system. I'm not telling nobody what they got to do. I'm just telling you what I had to do. I had to get out of that system. I had to stop letting some other dude control me control my income and determine what I can do for my son. I determined that was unacceptable. And so I, I used to be very upset, very angry walking into that building every single day. Um, and I mean, prior to the son, I was having a good old time. Like when you don't have kids, you can kind of settle for less. When right. you don't have kids, you can kind of just get by because you're, you're only really disappointing yourself. You're not disappointing another human being. And for me, disappointing my son was unacceptable. So had to get it. One of the craziest things that I never forget when my son was born and like the whole time, like sales are going off on my phone. I'm over here making money while my son's being born. <laughs> I'm like literally like my holding my phone and it's like sales, sales, sales. Like during like we're in the C-section, getting the C-section, getting sales. Then after they get get them out and they go to the table, like getting sales. Crazy. Shout out to y'all, man. Big shout out to everybody who I met at InvestFest. You guys are the best. I love it. It's so cool seeing the enthusiasm. I tell people that when I was working a job, I was the same dude, same suit, same haircut, same clean cut, same well-spokenness. Y'all know I speak well, y'all. And I still <laughs> and I was in and I was getting dogged out. I was getting underappreciated. But my culture got love for me, man. To them, you the help, to your culture, you the goat. It was folks out there like mm. freaking out in tears. Like, bruh, Todd Millie, you helped me make $5,000 next to five grand. You helped me do this. You helped me do that. I ain't ever got that kind of love on a job because they'll never let me feel that way. They don't want it. And I'm okay with that because I had this thought also this morning. I was like, you know what's interesting is all you got to do to get wealth to serve your own community. But that's what every other culture does. We're the only culture that thinks we have to infiltrate another culture to win. You go to Koreatown, it's Koreatown. You go to Chinese town, it's Chinese town. Even Ethiopians have their own Ethiopia town. All we need is what we saw at InvestPest permanently. And I think it exists in Atlanta. That's all we need. All we got to do is extract all our dollars from what we're giving them and infuse all our community with our dollars. That's all we got to do. And that's exactly what Don Peebles and Tyler Perry were saying. People were going to those to those things. And it's like, bro, Charles says this stuff all the time. Like Dame Dash. Tyler Perry, Don Peoples, maybe not Don Peoples, not Don Peoples, but I say that stuff all the time. If you listen, that's I, I think that's why Tweet Talk is so powerful because it's not just like famous people, it's like educated people who study this stuff and immerse themselves in this stuff, bringing it to my peeps. Yeah, you get that, you get that raw, that t- raw Todd Billy, hundred percent raw. Erica is right; you have to be likable to keep your job. 
or your performance reviews about your personality. Yeah, tell me about it. Shout out to Erica Williams. I read this the other day. Erica Williams is like the big connector on the internet. Like, yeah. Say, oh, I, I saw this person on Erica's YouTube. And it's like, oh, yeah, I saw this guy on Erica's chat. Oh, yeah. Erica, Erica, Erica. Puts everybody on. It does. I was telling folks. I was like, I forgot who, how I how it came across, but I was like, a large part of the reason why I've been able to grow the way I grew is because I had an interview on Erica's channel a long time ago. It's got a lot of spins. We've continued to uh, do things. Yeah. So you said, I be thinking, they be copying. Yeah, man. This Thai Capital store is going to be crazy. And I was telling my mom, I was like, the Thai Capital store is going to be crazy firstly, but also if I can flip it into a real estate play, because when I drive through Atlanta and I see these boarded up commercial spots, I'm like opportunity. All I see is opportunity. I'm like, they might not see it. I'm like, And a lot of people are doing residential looking at stuff. And I'm like, the commercial stuff is what I want. I want to get in here and, and get this building, redevelop this building and turn it into everything. And so, I mean, it's going to be part store, part commercial opportunity, part being me able to lease it to other up and coming business owners. But I was thinking about this. I was like, I'm always thinking of different ways to get it. So as I was going here, I was thinking like, man, you know what I could do next is I could mess around and create my own like uh, like trading floor. I'm I guarantee you, you know how many universities there are in, in in Georgia, Atlanta area. There's a ton just in Atlanta. There's probably like six, if not more, probably more. You got Georgia Tech, you got Georgia State, you got Morehouse Spelman, you got Clark Atlanta, you got Morris Brown. That's six, and I know there's more. I know there's more. And so I know Georgia Southern, you got actual Georgia University. That's not Atlanta, that's Athens. But still, like in that general area, that's just a ton of great people to work with, students to come in and teach. And now we're having them trade or even adults. And so I have the connections like CEO Sean, Noah Lawton, all the other dudes that are out there. That one dude, Lawrence Eggleston, is a beast. All the collaboration opportunities that are possible to then create like a trading floor. And now we're actually out here trading and, and really running it up. That's how you get the billions. Hedge fund billionaire, you know, hedge fund billion. You got to trade create an actual hedge fund with options. Like how crazy would that be? So people don't think like this. They copy. They ain't trying to create a hedge fund. They ain't trying to create a storefront. They're just trying to follow the next person's move. The problem with that is you're always going to be number two. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to Gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. The vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. And so I never trip when I get robbed because I know that my value is here, not here, not in what I can see, but what I can envision, what I can think about. That's the real value. And that's limitless potential. We're aiming for billions with the B. So let's, 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 Rewind back to um, 
Day that one. too, co-working. I like that too. Yep. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's cool. Talk to us about day one at Invest Fest. Day one at Invest Fest, man. We walk in there. It was kind of a struggle. I got to tell you about day zero, really. So day zero, I'm supposed to get there at two o'clock so we can load in because you're able to load in from like 10 o'clock until five. I was going to get there at two straight there, get everything loaded up. Wasn't able to do that because my flight didn't land till like 10 o'clock. It was either eight or 10. It was probably eight. It, was, it might have been 10. Let's just say it was 10. So 10 o'clock, right? I get on my stuff. I meet Bruce. Bruce helps me carry the big suitcase um, with all the shirts and everything. And so I'm over here like, man, what are we going to do? And so the first thing I did was drive, check into the hotel, take the bags in. Bruce held on to one bag. And then I was like, you know what? I could actually go get these books from my grandma's house because I shipped my books to my grandma's house. So I went to my grandma's house. Got the books and I was like, you know what? Let's go see if I can still get into Invest Fest and drop this stuff off at midnight. Went over there, dude didn't let me in. But he was like, What kind of Porsche is that? And I told him what kind of Porsche it was. So it was kind of a cool conversation. Having really good conversations. A lot of nice, friendly people in Georgia. I wish we had friendly people in California and make you like to sit in the state more. And so then next day I wake up and we're like, all right, we got to get there early so we can load in. So we get there, we start loading in. And um, we kind of get set up and then people just and then so we kind of get set up and like I'm still like in my like get set up clothes. And so like then Rashad and Troy walking around talking to everybody. And so like Rashad came to the table, we shook hands, introduced him to Michelle. And we got a picture with Rashad. Troy was there. I didn't get a chance to shake Troy's hand, but he was right there. He's probably like waiting for me to speak to him because I do this. I do this weird thing where I don't really talk to people. I let them talk to me. And so if I meet somebody who's that kind of a person too, we're just not going to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, Tim Jackson had made that comment once. He was like, Charles is the kind of guy that doesn't talk to you until you talk to him. And I was like, that's so funny because it's true. But like, how do you know that about me? So anyway, um, then Michelle's like, bro, you got to get suited. You can't be over here looking all casual. And I was like, you're right. I brought the suit for a reason. So I shot back to uh, the hotel, got dressed, came back, and the day began. Um, I want to say the speakers that I saw that day, I think I might have saw the beginning of Steve Harvey, and I saw, like, uh, Waka, Waka Flocka perform. It wasn't even really about watching the speakers, and I think I saw Chris the first day. So I definitely made sure I got a chance to go see Chris. So I saw Chris, Waka Flocka, and I didn't really want to go. Like I, was, I just happened to go see Waka Flocka because I was going to see Steve Harvey. Um, Steve Harvey, I didn't get a chance to see everything you said. I kind of headed back to the table, but uh, ran into a bunch of really dope people. The first day got a ton of testimonials. The goal is to just get testimony after testimony. I probably got about 20 testimonials, if not more. I got to track them all down because I was kind of posting them as they came. But I have some on this camera. I got some on this phone, some on the other phone. They're all over the place. The cool thing is I created a vlog. So I vlogged the whole day. So if you do want to watch it, guess what? On this very YouTube channel, you can check the mm -hmm. whole first day and two day recap. Shout out to that. I'm still trying to create my day three recap where I was golfing, but I didn't really get that much content. So, yeah, day one was a cool experience. It was funny because after the night, it was the longest day. So we didn't leave there till I think like nine or ten o'clock. So as we're walking out of the main, like the 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 venue area where the vendor, the vendors were, you just see like this crowd of people and like one dude in the middle. So everybody's like, who's that? Who's that? And you walk over there and it was Chris and Chris was like giving a talk to like all the people who were standing there listening. And so then like, I just kind of like stood there. And then like, when he had a second, I like, he was like, Oh man, Todd Billy. So I went in there, shook his hand. And then like, I told him, I was like, man, we got a vendor booth. Come check us out. 
And then, like, as I was walking back, then I saw Ashley, and Ashley was there. So I was like, walked up, gave her a hug, and I was like, it's good to see you. And then Michelle got a picture with Ashley. And then I went back to the hotel, and I ordered some food that took forever to come. And then we ended up going out that night. Um, so that was pretty cool. Got a chance to meet a lot of people in the club. Uh, Aristotle was there. Um, Rashad and Troy and them showed up. Andre was there. Hung out with Malik, Coach Carter, which is really cool because Malik is somebody that I've been like following. Like he's been doing really cool things in real estate. And so it's so interesting. And this is why you guys got to put your stuff out there. It's like you have value, man. You have value to not just the people that are like not where you are yet, but you also have value to people who might be somewhere but they could still use help in the space that you're in. And so Malik doesn't know about options or the stock market. He's great in real estate. I released my course. He took mine. Now he's like a Todd Billy fan. <laughs> like he pulled me aside. He's like, man, I didn't even believe in course until I bought your course. It made sense. It was affordable. Like, thanks for putting that out. He's like, now I always invest in my education. I was like, that's crazy. Mm. Like that fact. And then, I mean, I- I'm sure you guys saw the, the Earn Your Leisure podcast episode a while back when they had Masika Khalifa on there. The girl who's like on Real Housewives, and she was married to uh, the dude with the eye, Fetty Wap. Oh, the she one that she, yeah, she said she took your course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she took my course, and in the conversation, like it was revealed that like Rashad and Troy both took my options course, and I was like, "That's crazy! You guys need product. The world is small, but it's smaller when you got product. Therefore, get you some product." So day one was crazy. Um. A lot of takeaways. It was just kind of cool seeing people get that opportunity to be on stage. And so, like, one of the things I definitely wanted people to not, because I, it's so funny, because, like, um, people kept saying, like, you deserve to be on stage. You deserve be, you deserve to be on stage. But, like, I wasn't saying that because, like, people were on there, like, who I knew. I was just like, I feel like I had enough value. I feel like I'm that N-word. So it would be cool to be there. But I'm not pressed for that. My thing is... Whether you're on stage or not, it's a dope thing to be a part of, and you should show up and support. You shouldn't be a detractor. And the person who was, he who should not be named, did apparently recant, and he made it right with them. So much respect to that, man. That's the thing. I don't dislike people. I dislike some of the things that they do. And so the criticism isn't at you as a person. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying, hey, bro, I know you got a situation. Maybe you should handle it this way so that you don't ruin, just decimate the entire culture and carpet bomb everything and then ruin everything for everybody else because what you guys don't destroy don't understand is if you destroy one you destroy all we talked about this in the podcast before how there was like this white dude who was out there like touching kids they, they never make white issues they never make like the issue that a white person does an all white issue they make sure that they figure out what was wrong with this guy was he mentally disturbed was his parents disturbing him but we don't get that grace Therefore, we must protect our race. We have to protect the image of our race. Handle inside matters inside. Handle pro- handle professional matters professionally. And don't turn it into some ghetto stuff because it benefits nobody. Like, not only did you ruin both of your brand, but you also made a lot of people pick sides. Right. You made a lot of people have to say, like, I, I mean, I like Charles, but Charles is rocking with Jay Morrison. So, therefore, I got I to, gotta, like, step away. I've seen it. So we're making people fight battles that don't even exist. I'm just saying. We got a yeah. executive functioning. All the 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 ignorant stuff on the internet, that's fight or flight. That's second level stuff. That's second level stuff. You got to go up here and see the big picture. If you are a quote influencer, if you're somebody who's moving the culture, you have a responsibility to the culture, not to your ego. Therefore, you should be making culture moves, not ego moves. You're on mute, bro. Shout out to Facebook. I'm on mute. You're on mute, man. I'm on mute. 
You can't hear me? No, no, no I can't hear you now. No what are you, what are you talking about, Robbie? What are you talking about, me? But um, what product did you bring? What product did you bring to Atlanta? Man, I'm so mad I didn't bring those upstairs because I wanted to bring them upstairs. I, I sent you some books and I signed them and I, I, I wrote a heartfelt message to them and you. And I also sent you some shirts too. Pretty sure I sent you more than one shirt. I definitely sent you a TCM shirt in a size XL, like I said I would. And I gave you two in okay. this cool new this cool new thing that I have. I don't know where it is. Um, so I wrote two books. I mean, I already had the books, the options book and the million dollar book, and I got them printed into physical copies. So that was really cool to see yourself in a physical book. It came together really well, well formatted. The cover was perfect. It wasn't all pixelated and everything. So I was happy to see that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also made a bunch of shirts. So I got this shirt that says options, but you can't really see it because it's black on black. I thought it was kind of a cool concept. Um, I got this shirt right mm-hmm. here that says me and their podcast. I got this shirt that says invest. I got a shirt that says options. I got a shirt that says wealth. Um, and they're going to be all for sale on the website that I'm going to be putting up. And also, you know, I got to show love to the Patreon. So the Patreon is getting a free shirt. Uh, we're going to be sending that out and getting that out to you guys too. Um, depending on what I got. But so all the Patreons, <laughs> make sure you guys look look out for your shirt. We'll reach out to you so we can get your, your mailing address, not your home address, your mailing address. I ain't trying to track you down. Don't think I'm trying to come to your house. But yeah, I had that. And then we also created some buttons. The buttons are really cool. Did you, did you see the buttons, Raphael? I saw the buttons. Did you send me one of those too? Well, I'm not really. I don't know. I probably didn't know because those are in a I'm not really box. a button wearing type of guy. But but what was cool about the buttons is it allowed us to be professional and still branded. So I didn't have to put on the t-shirt. That makes or sense. Or say, oh, since I'm not wearing a t-shirt, now I don't have my brand on. You can't be going outside without your brand on, man. The brand pay the bills. The brand pay for the health care, y'all. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And other seeing other people wear them and also seeing like Michelle have hers on with her like blazer and I could just put it on my suit jacket so it was always there. So yeah, I had that. And uh, of course, the digital products. Cool, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. And shout out to all the patrons in our Patreon Oh, everybody man. who decided to join the, the millionaire family, please link up with us at moneyteamtc.com. Join us before we raise the price. You don't get that value nowhere else, man. Hey, we got some new Patreons in the building, man. Shout out to them. I see some new folks in here, man. We got a uh, Vershawn Carrington, new Patreon. Shout out to Vershawn Pate, uh, Carrington. We got Andrew Bolton. Shout out to Andrew Bolton, Marcus Barton, Bryson Mason, Chandra Richardson, William Manley, James Bates, Keenan Hastings, Kiana Adams, and of course, the Hartzogs. The Hartzogs. Shout out to the Hartzogs, man. If you guys are not a a, a Patreon, you can join by going to moneyteamtc.com. We'd love to have you a part of the millionaire family. You'll be an honorary millionaire. Yeah, we're bringing back the Hartzogs pretty soon, too. I like it. They go on a, he told me they're going on a cruise or something, but when they come back, they, they, they always be doing up. stuff, man. Every time yeah, I hit them know. up, they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, we just out here doing real rich people stuff. So once we get finished doing the real rich people stuff, we'll get to you, normal people. <laughs> Shout right. out to that. You know what's funny is I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how it's so cool that there's so many like rich black people right now. Mm. Like, that's crazy to me. To where you can go into a club and folks are just buying bottles for the whole club. You can go in and it's just like showing love. 
buying people's products, selling their own products. That's what we all envisioned. This is what we told you would happen. I'm glad that we're still keeping it up. You know, it's hard with Joe Biden, but like, I'm just, it's, it's just cool to see so many rich black folks right now because we knew what, what would happen. And also none of it happened through nobody's job. I had a tweet and it said that the impact of six figures in business is like 10 times the impact of a six figure job. Because you have to, you can't get to a six-figure business, seven-figure business without impacting a lot of black folks or a lot of people in general. But you can be hidden behind an organization that's some brand, like, oh, I work at Coke, or oh, I work at Pfizer, or oh, I work at Google. Like, that's great. But, like, what are they doing specifically for black folks? They just make their life a little bit easier. But they're not, like, they make everybody's life easier. What are they doing specifically for black folks? I know what Eric's doing for black folks. I know what uh, Roy's doing. I know what I'm doing. I know what Michelle's doing. But I got a lot of folks who I know got great jobs and they're invisible. They just got good jobs and it allows them to take trips and vacays and buy bags. But what about the culture? I believe that jobs are like they how how I'm trying to put it. That essentially like working a job is kind of like turning your back on your race because it's selfish. Mm You can be selfish and work a job. People's lives are changed by the Tweet Talk podcast, Raphael, by what you created. People's lives are changed. I met people who said, you gave me the confidence to do this. Listening to you got me more focused and disciplined on this. But quite honestly, Raphael, I don't know what you do for a living. I have no idea. But I know what you've been creating. I know you got a dope podcast course and a dope podcast community. You're helping folks build the podcast. Granted, you got to work a job until your job, until you don't have to work your job. You got to work your job until you don't have to work your job. I'm just saying, respectfully, the streets need you, Raphael, and they need everybody <laughs> on here. Right, 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 right. I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you. you know, next you time, know, next time, yo, it's a, you're, you're a part of the Todd Capital family. Therefore, Todd Capital should be sponsoring your endeavor to invest fest. Todd Capital pay for me to go to invest fest. You Todd Capital, you creating content. It's all Todd Cap, man. It's all fam. I was oh, gonna get fam. a big house. We could have been in there, you know, telling ghost stories. <laughs> telling ghost stories. Too much, Charles. Too much. Too much. It's By the way, um, I don't know if you saw the email, but Cherie sent us that email invitation to speak next month. But I think on. I put it on my calendar. I'm pretty sure I put it on my calendar. Cool, cool, cool. So tell us about day two. Day two, got a chance to see the big, 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 big homie, the GOAT. Dame Dash. Dame Dash, man. Every time oh, he spoke, every time he spoke, they clapped. Mm. Every time he got on the mic, they clapped. Because the dude, I'm telling you, do not build what Dame Dash built and be dumb. I was thinking about this today because I was talking to my mom about something that somebody wanted me to get involved with um, and like making something happen for them and, and like real estate for them. And I kind of like told them no. And they were mad that I told them no. And on the outset, like people from the outside looking in are like, Oh, I can't believe that you should have helped. You should have done this. And I was like, well, that person honestly is very selfish and he's a jerk. And he doesn't help anybody but himself. So on the outset, it might look like I just said no. But actually, I, t- I made a decision based on the totality of this person in their entire existence. My um, my great aunt, my grandmother, my grandmother's brother's wife passed away recently. And she they, like they were having trouble with like getting the headstone and getting the funeral. And I sent them like some money to get like the headstone. It wasn't cheap. 
and I didn't feel like it was a loss because that lady did so much for me. She, whenever we went to Georgia, she always loved on us. She took us places. She got us ice cream. She watched us. She was a very selfless, loving person who didn't get a lot of love back from the world. Her husband wasn't the greatest husband. Her grandson kind of like abused her. She deserves love. I say all this to say that people who accomplish things do everything intelligently, not just the one thing they did to become successful in a certain space. And so Dame Dash does everything intelligently. The way he talks about marriage, the way he talks about relationship, the way he talks about health, the way he talks about all these different things, building, but he's just an intelligent guy. You might not understand what he's saying, but years later, folks saying that Dame Dash interview is top five interviews on Breakfast Clubs of all time. And I think it's top two, not two. I don't right. know a more impactful interview from top to bottom. Top to bottom, that interview was fantastic. And the same thing was true when he went to InvestFest. He went to InvestFest top to bottom. It was fantastic. And it was just a really cool experience. So seeing Dame Dash, man, that was like life changing. It really was because I'm just such a big fan of what he's done. And I'm still a, I'm still a J fan. I don't think you got to split up. Again, we don't got to choose sides. Right. It can be both. And so like that was cool. And the other thing is, um, of course, I'm just inspired by Tyler Perry's story. One of the reasons why I'm inspired by Tyler Perry's story is because he got a lot of hate when he was building it up and now he gets a lot of love. A lot of folks stop building because they don't want the hate. A lot of people stop building because they get the hate. He kept going. But as he was getting hate, he was also becoming very, very successful and creating a lot of black jobs. And the crazy thing about that is they're going to hate you, but you're building black jobs. They're going to hate you, but you're saving black actors' careers. You're help starting black actors' careers, but they still hate you. The hate doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear. In fact, it probably gets louder the greater you get. So if you're around somebody who's doing great things and you see them getting hate, that's just a part of the game. Please do not get discouraged. If you are around somebody who's doing amazing things and people have negative things to say about them, because a lot of it is bitter and jealousy. It comes with the territory. Later on, they're going to celebrate you. Nobody talks bad about Tyler Perry now. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see the same slander that was coming. I mean, it might exist, but it's far compares to what it was before he's well respected now and single and every single person who's done that jay-z wasn't always loved as jay-z i'm pretty sure i'm I'm from california so i don't know but i'm pretty sure when he first came out and he was like rapping like all fast and stuff and he had on the little surfer shirt you know i'm talking about the beach Mm -hmm. shirt like he wasn't easy who he is now all swaggy he had his beefs they was talking crazy about him making whole songs about him talking about how he looks and stuff he was still swaggy, but I'm just saying, it comes with the territory. They made whole diss records about Jay-Z. That same dude shakes his hand and makes records with him now. Him and Nas are super cool now. Him and whoever yeah. he was with are super cool now. The beef is going to come. The hate is going to come. So seeing that, getting a chance to meet even more people, getting more testimonials. But quite honestly, I was burned out. I was tired. My voice was gone because it's so loud now. You're just yelling the whole time. But I mean, it's kind of surreal to meet a lot of people who know you. Um, but it shows that I'm doing the right thing because I did it on purpose. I did all this so people could know me. Like, it's not a coincidence. It's not a happenstance. I paid money so people could find out who I am <laughs> and find my products. You too can go viral if you are willing to invest in your marketing and advertising. <laughs> so like, it's like Grant Cardone always says, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. Right. It's a funny guy, man. It's a funny guy. No. That's gonna be a funny. That's gonna be a funny TikTok clip. One of the things that was cool is seeing them take my Instagram stories and turn those into uh, TikToks, and also some of the things that you found and turn them into TikToks. I like people like are observant of the content that I put out and turn it into like content. Who you mean, my guy or 
Yeah, your guy. Yeah, I got even. He's been cranking stuff out. Really, I told him because the f- the first TikTok account, as soon as we started getting some some traction f- followers, somebody hacked us or something happened. Shut oh, us on down. TikTok, yeah. Dang, that's so, whack. I was wondering. I was like, you don't got it's kind of low over there, fam. But I was like, I still support the journey. But I was like, it's kind of low, fam. But yeah, they, they, they hacked us or whatever. So we had to start Damn. over. And I told him, listen, you got all this content that you already made. Just repost just it. Run it up. Flood it. We should give him access to mine, the Todd Capital one, and just run duplicate content. Because I saw a bunch that I was like, I should post these on mine. I started to, I think I might have posted like one or two. You could just drop it in a folder. Yeah, something like that. Man, it's getting late. And it's coming yes. up on an hour. Did you have any other yes. tweets we can rapid fire or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had one from um from our brother, Big Stamp, Rafaniel Jimerson. He said, you got to be a bold motherfucker to build your business in public and willing to embrace the criticism. That's what you yeah, were just talking about. Pretty much. Criticism comes with it. And I, I, I don't think we respect that enough. A lot of times when it comes to entrepreneurship, we criticize it and we condemn it. Instead of honoring it, like, man, this dude really put his own money up. This dude put his time, effort, and energy into creating something from thin air. And people are going to show up and, like, knock it down? That doesn't make much sense to me. Like, to me, that's anti-Black. Everybody want to talk about anti-Black? Man, you got somebody out there who's taking a risk, putting his own money up, not knowing whether it's going to succeed or fail. We should be putting all our effort and energy behind making it succeed. If we did that, we'd have way more failures. We'd have way more success stories and less failures. If we took it as a personal responsibility and obligation to do it, because the thing is, you guys, and what I keep telling you guys is that when one person succeeds, everybody succeeds. Everybody succeeds when one person succeeds. Everybody's life improves. Man, I think it's a good time to say Everybody know I'm planning to do. Let's do. Uh, we're gonna do a, a virtual conference in October. Let's do it. I'm saying it right now. Let's like do your it. Business it's like a down. business. I'm live. I like it. Late out second half of October. We're doing a conference. We're gonna have Charles speaking. We're gonna have Marjorie McPike CPA. We're gonna have Michelle Welch. We might have Crystal Perkins. Yeah. We see. We see how that works out. We're going to get a lot of people. It's going down. We're going to get Andre. We're going to get Erica. Erica don't ever do speaking events. I think Erica says she's she going on break soon. She better come off a break for this. Says she's going on break from conference. August to like December, she said. We're going to call this conference. It's going to be. It don't matter what we're going to call it. It don't really matter what we're going to call it, but it's going to be basically run your business like a business. I like it. It's going down. Set up your taxes like a business. Be productive like a business. Promote Take like a business. Day, like a boss. Second half of October. Oh, here we go. Erica Williams. We doing. She said the, the following weekend. Yep. We're gonna put that, we're gonna put that down the following weekend. All virtual. So I'm gonna call it now tentatively October 22nd or something like that. Erica Williams, the boss, taking 50 people to Panama. Probably look at some cacao farm. You know, Erica is the first person I ever heard of talking about investing in a cacao farm. Like, I'm like, who does that? Who does that? But we're gonna wrap this up. This episode. Speaking of, that's a good picture of me and Brandy. That's a good picture. Brandy's definitely shorter than I thought she was gonna be, but you can tell she used to play sports. She has that athletic vibe. She's a basketball player. Yeah, Brandy's the homie. Brandy is exactly who you think she is too. She was spitting mad game. 
Um, it was cool. I got a chance to catch some of that. I need to actually post some of that just as a clip in itself because, you know, that micro content makes the world go round. We got 13 people in here. Shout out to you guys. Midnight Love, Tweet Talk Edition. Another show on the Thai Capital Media platform that we're building out here. MLM CPA going to start sending you guys your distributions. It's great. You know, we out here building. Building making money. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P-O-D. Follow my man Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion because there is no substitute. Follow myself on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and the parent company at Todd.Capital. Follow us on TikTok at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P O D. And follow Charles on Tweet Talk at Todd.Capital. Sure, we're going to leave you guys with one last tweet from my man Charles. Grind till you make it and keep grinding. For episode 134 of Tweet Talk the Black Wild Podcast, I'm your host, Raphael. Hello, my co host Charles Ogilvy the third JD, aka Todd Billy. We are out of here. Peace. Yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.